It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, everybody, it is episode number 188 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, as well at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram for all of your NFL team coverage from all of our local experts and podcast hosts from all across the NFL, especially as this week is free agency week in the NFL legal tampering underway free agency in the new league year midweek this week Wednesday and that means the Redskins can start adding new players and making deals official oh like the Case Keenum trade with the Denver Broncos that we of course talked in excess about on the last episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 187. Just a quick personal note um, I did notice uh, that the numbers were up last week and that there was a I believe it was a 42 percent spike Um, maybe it was last week maybe it was the week before I can't remember one of those weeks Uh, and first of all thank you Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Um, keep listening. Keep downloading. Keep sharing. Keep coming back. Do whatever you've got to do. And make sure you support not only me, uh, but also everyone uh, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, I know the numbers are up across the board uh, in the NFL, and we're setting record uh, kind of numbers uh, for all of our podcasts. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Continue to spread the word uh, on that as well. All right, so let's get to this. There's a bunch of news and notes, and then we're going to get to a free agency preview on offense, and then we'll do free agency preview on defense on the next episode. And, of course, again, while we wait for Case Keenum to become official – And while we wait for the Redskins to make any cuts and re-sign any of their free agents, here's what we have for you right here and right now. There's a rumor that the Redskins could be in on Le'Veon Bell. That's right. You heard that right. From Peter King in Football Morning in America. Last Monday morning, he had all of the... um, uh, Drew, Rose, Josh Rosen stuff, um, and you know talking about third round picks, and he mentioned uh, the Redskins, of course, involved in all of that. Well, now he writes about Le'Veon Bell. Quote: New York with one hundred sixteen million dollars, which is just absurd, to spend in cap room. And the motivation to spend with a GM who has to win this year is the favorite to sign Bell. I think we all agree on that. They are desperate. King writes, I can't see Bell to the Colts except at a discount, and Bell will be motivated to make up what he lost last year, which he'll never do. 
as Peter King points out, which is absolutely correct, which is why players should never hold out. Smart football people think the Jets are the leaders in the Bell Derby, with Washington and Miami possible too. Now, look, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to the Washington Redskins, right? I don't think you think Le'Veon Bell is going to the Redskins. He's going to go where he gets the biggest contract, and that's not going to be with the Washington Redskins. Nor do they have the biggest need. Why? Well, you have Darius Geis, who I understand tore his ACL and is not all the way back yet, and we don't even know if he's going to participate in OTAs or if they're going to hold him out till training camp before... All of the optimism goes crazy like it did last year on Darius Geis. We need to see, quite honestly, where he's at and what he's at because it's possible, even though he looks really good on Instagram videos, that when he actually goes to play football and when this offensive line, which never can seem to be consistent enough where I need them to be on the interior runs... It's possible that a guy like Darius Geis coming off of a torn ACL is not what the Redskins were hoping that he would be with a bottom of the second round pick because of the baggage that he came with reportedly, allegedly. And the Redskins, of course, made a smart move by taking him where they did. There is no questions about that. So far, he's been a model citizen, but... We don't know how good of a football player he is, quite honestly. We didn't know how good of a football player he was before the ACL. We certainly know less now, right? So, again, I don't expect that the Redskins will look at this and say, oh, my gosh, we have to overpay. We have to pay big-time money for Le'Veon Bell. Could it be possible that the Redskins are just being thrown into this mix because, quite honestly, they're the Redskins and they need to make a big splash? Again, there's still this theory, and Peter King wrote about this, I think it was now two weeks ago, that the Redskins are desperate. The owner is desperate to sell sell tickets and to make money and to make the playoffs. We know Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen are fighting for their jobs. So desperation can often, as we talked about last week with the Rosen pursuit, desperation can often lead to bad, bad decisions. Here's what I would say. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Le'Veon Bell to come here, not only because of the money, but also because, quite honestly, where Le'Veon Bell is really, really, really good is catching the ball out of the backfield. Chris Thompson, when healthy, is really good at that, although he certainly has health issues. Le'Veon Bell, we don't know how good he is with a year plus off. You can make an argument that he's fresh, rested, and his body should feel great, you can make an argument that he'll be rusty and that maybe he lost something over the last year and a half of, again, not playing football. We don't know. Here's what I know. I can't pay 50-plus million dollars to not know. Here's what I also know. Again, not only do you have Chris Thompson that negates some of what Le'Veon Bell brings to the table, and Le'Veon Bell is great. He is great, or at least the old Le'Veon Bell was great. But not only do you have the money issue, you have Chris Thompson, but you also have, again, Byron Marshall, who they seem to love. Uh, you know, Hopefully he can stay healthy. Who knows? He can run the ball a little bit in between the tackles. I think he can certainly uh, be 
a multiple back weapon. He can certainly spell Chris Thompson. He can catch the ball out of all of that stuff. Just don't ask him to cover punts. But then on top of that, we still have this whole situation of we don't know if the Redskins are going to bring back Adrian Peterson. It does not look like it does not look like they are going to bring back Adrian Peterson at this point. But again, this could be some leverage for them. This could be, you know, they could be looking at this as 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 this situation. Again, we don't know about Darius Geis. We don't trust that Chris Thompson can stay healthy. We don't have a great quarterback, so we need to be able to run the football. We need to be able to have that versatile Swiss Army knife weapon that's really good in the backfield. So I can see where they are mentioned in this. Again, I just don't know if it all adds up because of A, the money, B, the lack of pure need, C, what they have, and where they're kind of going. So anyway, I just wanted to bring this up uh, because Le'Veon Bell is probably going to go to the New York Jets, but we can't rule it out that the Redskins would be somewhat interested because so many people dismissed the Antonio Brown pursuit, and yet we kept talking about Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown and possibly to the Redskins, and then you saw the Adam Schefter report about a week ago, and Albert Breer over the weekend, actually Sunday, reported that the Redskins, as of Friday, now remember the deal was officially agreed to Friday night, as of Friday morning, the Redskins were still involved in this. The Redskins, the Eagles, and the Raiders were the three teams after Antonio Brown's reported deal to the Buffalo Bills went through. The, those three teams were still in the mix for Antonio Brown. And, of course, we know that the Raiders won that pursuit because of the guaranteed money they were willing to give. Great for them. The Redskins were very much, again, interested in Antonio Brown. It would stand a reason that they are still looking for that sizzle. We know that that sizzle is likely not coming from the quarterback position. It's hard to create sizzle when you have Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, and a rookie quarterback, right? Unless somehow, some way, a stud rookie drops to them, which is not going to happen. It's hard to create sizzle. We know they're not going out into the veteran, so it's got to come from somewhere, right? Got to come from somewhere. Uh, real quickly, as we wrap up this first segment uh, of the Locked on Redskins podcast, a couple of updates uh, for you. According to Jenna Lane of ESPN, Tim McManus also of ESPN, the Buccaneers are shopping to Sean Jackson. And, of course, Sol Djax wants to return to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's interesting because Golden Tate is a free agent, uh, and certainly he had plenty of success with the Philadelphia Eagles, and Doug Peterson was there uh, for some of that time under Andy Reid. Deshaun Jackson's 32 years old. For the Redskins, I would be interested at the right price. Uh, I don't know what that right price is. I don't know what that right price is. Um, So that's one thing. And there was a rumor on Sunday evening that the Redskins had apparently agreed to or were circling in on Landon Collins. We've talked about Landon Collins here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast uh, as well, and we will talk about him more 
Uh, that deal has not happened yet, nor legally could it happen. Certainly teams are talking. And again, the free agency period uh, in terms of legal tampering is underway. So I would expect a lot of reports in this regard, uh, but it has not happened yet. Just wanted to clear that up. And one more thing from Pro Football Focus and Mike Renner, one of their lead analysts, he lists Ty Enseki the versatile offensive tackle of the Washington Redskins and also guard as quote-unquote players I believe are the top value free agents. Uh, listen, I like Ty Secchi. I think you guys like Ty Secchi as for what he's brought to the table. The only problem is, is he's 33 uh, going on 34. I'm not sure exactly when he turns 34. Bottom line is, is how big of a contract can you give a guy like Ty Secchi at that age? Can he play for another couple? Of course, he doesn't have as much mileage on his body as a typical 34-year-old. But the point is, you got to be careful because, again, he has had some injuries uh, with the Redskins. Hadn't been that. It hadn't been that bad, but he did have the the the. Um, I guess the abductor injury uh, that that knocked him out for a couple of weeks uh, in 2017 and kind of derailed that season, especially when the Redskins needed him. Uh, And again, your body generally does not feel good the older it gets. All right, I've gone on too far in this opening segment. When we come back, we will look at some offensive free agents and some possible targets for the Washington Redskins as free agency, again, the legal tampering portion, underway the new league year to begin later on this week we will have it all covered for you here on the locked on redskins podcast good to have you aboard with us right here it is episode number 188 i am your host chris russell thanks for being with us is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. It is episode number 188. Thanks for uh, subscribing. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Locked on Podcast Network and the Locked on Redskins podcast. As always, when you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker device, whatever it might be, Alexa, Siri, whatever it is. Hey, Alexa, play podcasts Locked on Redskins or whatever your favorite Locked on podcast is. But in this case, play podcast Locked on Redskins. So just a free agent note, again, players that have been cut, players that have been released uh, can sign anywhere. And we've seen certainly some signings. And one just trickled out on Monday morning as we're recording this, uh, again, uh, with the legal tampering and all that underway. And it actually hurts the Redskins because it's the Philadelphia Eagles striking a reported free agent deal with defensive tackle Malik Jackson, who was let go from the Jacksonville Jaguars as part of their cap purge, uh, which included several players, Carlos Hyde, Tashawn Gibson, who we talked about uh, on the last episode and who I would like the Redskins to go after. 
Uh, Malik Jackson is expected to sign a three-year, $10 million deal, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN and Josina Anderson uh, as well of ESPN. So Philip Daniels, who now coaches uh, and is the lead defensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, former Redskin, good dude, is getting some help on the defensive line with Malik Jackson, who won a Super Bowl in Denver a couple years ago and took a huge money deal with the Jaguars, who again had to let him go uh, because of their salary cap situation and their need to try and bolster their quarterback situation. All right, so we wanted to pass that along. Let's get into the Redskins free agent outlook on offense. Uh, and I wanted to spend some time with this because we can't control everything. We certainly can't control what they do. Uh, and certainly, again, they are eligible right now to sign players that have been cut. However, they have to wait until Wednesday when the new league year officially begins to not only officially pull the trigger on the Case Keenum deal, which will go through, but also uh, in order to sign any new free agents that have not been cut or released. So let's look at the quarterback position uh, just real quickly. Look, we know Alex Smith. We know Colt McCoy. We know Case Keenum. They could still try and make a deal for Josh Rosen. Now they no longer have the, the need, the desperate need, but they could still try and work that deal. They could still try and take a quarterback, a young quarterback to develop, which they absolutely will and should in the draft, first, second round. You don't have to do it in the first round. It kind of depends on where the board falls, who they like, who they don't like. It could be second round, third round, whatever it is. Remember, they have two third round picks uh, as of right now. And they have, a, of course, a second round pick. That's a middle of the second round pick and the number 15 overall pick. But here's what we know right now. You have Alex Smith, you have Colt McCoy, you have Case Keenum, right? That's what we know. Josh Johnson is a free agent. Mark Sanchez is a free agent. And by the way, Josh Johnson, this was reported by my colleague Craig Hoffman at 106.7 The Fan. Josh Johnson had ankle surgery. So that's certainly not a good thing for him in that he's trying to compete for a roster spot with the Redskins and or any other NFL team. And remember, the Redskins had to negotiate, a, I guess, a settlement or whatever to get him out of his American uh, Alliance football contract or whatever that league is um, when he was the number one overall pick with the San Diego Fleet. So I don't know if the Redskins are taking care of him in this regard because the, the injury happened under their watch. I assume they are. I have no idea if they have any plans for him. I think Josh Johnson might be in their plans, but after the draft, meaning if they don't find a quarterback that they like in the draft for whatever reason, Maybe it's a sixth, seventh round pick. Who knows? Maybe you can bring back Josh Johnson. He knows the system. He knows all, all of that. Listen, Mark Sanchez should not and will not be coming back. I can't imagine. Uh, but, of course, the Redskins could uh, bring him back uh, on retainer if something woefully goes wrong. I don't think there's a whole lot of time that we need to spend uh, on this because of the Case Keenum uh, acquisition, right? And because of the possibility of Rosen still becoming a member of the Redskins. At running back, I, I think this is where we kind of need to start looking at are the Redskins going to make the splash? We opened the show with the rumors about Le'Veon Bell. 
uh, from Peter King. And again, I would just point out that as of right now, the Redskins seem to be distant enough from Adrian Peterson. Rob Kelly's a restricted free agent. I, I, look, if Rob Kelly never plays another day in the NFL or with the Redskins, nobody is going to cry about that. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy, uh, but nobody cares. Uh, and Byron Marshall is a restricted free agent who, again, they will get back. They should bring back, I assume. And, I, you know, I know they love him. Uh, so the question is, should the Redskins go out and spend big-time money on a running back? Uh, again, Adrian Peterson is the easy answer, but he seems to want more security. A couple of other options for you is veteran Mark Ingram from the New Orleans Saints, who's near 30, physical ball control back. Jay Ajayi coming off the torn ACL, but it was terrific for the Eagles in 2017. You have C.J. Anderson, who was out of work until late last year when he carried the load down the stretch for the uh, NFC champion, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, then you have guys like Jeremy Hill, who would be, you know, kind of a much cheaper option. You do have some options out there. Again, Le'Veon Bell does not make a whole lot of sense to me. I can't see how Le'Veon Bell takes a job with the Redskins, knowing that Geis is there, knowing that Chris Thompson is there, knowing that they are not the Redskins of old. So I don't know where this information is coming from. It's intriguing, of course, because I can't rule it out because I do believe the Redskins are looking for that sizzle, that stake, that move. And especially now that it doesn't seem like it's going to come at quarterback, and it's not going to come from the Antonio Brown pursuit. Could it be at running back? That's what we don't know. Don't forget, we also haven't mentioned his name yet because he's so kind of seemingly distant from the plans, but fourth-round pick from a couple of years ago, Samaj P. Ryan is still here. Will he even make the roster? I don't think so. I don't think so, but they keep carrying him and they keep holding on to him, which for right now is not a problem, uh, but that is a situation there uh, that we have to kind of monitor. So I mentioned a couple of possibilities uh, there for the Washington Redskins. And at wide receiver, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of glossing over some of these positions just because we, you know, time's sake we'll we'll get into more detail as developments uh, warrant and happen as rumors and reports uh, come around at wide receiver again we know that they were at least mostly interested in Antonio Brown you have Josh Doxson you have Paul Richardson who's coming off of a a pretty significant injury you have Trey Quinn and then you have young guys like Jehu Chesson more special teams player Darvin Kidsey uh, Cam Sims and young Robert Davis who was injured in training camp in the preseason last year and missed the entire year. You're probably going to lose Jamison Crowder as an unrestricted free agent. I just don't see them being in that business in terms of taking $9, $10 million on average per year. Michael Floyd's an unrestricted free agent. Maurice Harris is a restricted free agent. Then you have a couple of other guys that uh, really don't move the needle. Here is the bottom line. The Redskins, in my opinion, certainly should be in the in the receiver market again much like they were last year I don't think there's one guy out there that absolutely jumps out and you say oh my gosh we have to have him like they did with Paul Richardson but here's one guy that I think could help out this offense and of course he was brilliantly used last year by the New England Patriots and he can do a little bit of everything. He can catch the ball. He can run after the catch. He can run the ball, jet sweeps. He can be a running back. He can 
help you on kick return, which the Redskins have been absolutely awful on, and his name is Corderell Patterson. Now, you say, well, wait a second, that doesn't move the needle either. He's been kind of a disappointment, and you're right. He's not a great receiver, but if you use him creatively and if you use him on RPOs and if you use him, again, with the jet sweep game and you use him like I think they're going to open up this offense, he did have 21 catches, 247 yards, and three touchdowns for the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. He ran the ball 42 times, 228 yards, touchdown, a 5-4 average, and 28.8 in kick return average. How much could Corderell Patterson cost you? He's a versatile, again, Swiss Army knife weapon. To me, I think the Redskins should try and do whatever they can to bring him in. Some other options would be Demarius Thomas, who blew his Achilles out late in the regular season, again, after his trade from Denver to Houston. Maybe you bring him in, stash him on pup. Maybe you get him on a cheap deal. Who knows? Uh, and again, remember, he had at least some sort of chemistry and some sort of familiarity with Case Keenum from their limited time together before the trade deadline last year in Denver. That's one. Now, again, he would not be ready to go, I don't think, by the start of the regular season. So that would almost be like a, a, a cheap investment move and a hopeful return for the Redskins. The other kid that I think is really intriguing, he's a restricted free agent. So you'd have all sorts of, you know, tender and compensation, all that stuff. Geronimo Allison. Remember, he burnt the Redskins big time week three at FedEx Field for a long touchdown. He got hurt towards the end of last year, but he is starting to come along. Uh, to me, Geronimo Allison, still raw, still restricted, uh, but again, deep speed over the top, and the Redskins kind of lack that. So to me, how much money could he possibly cost? I, I guess it costs a little bit, but to me, Geronimo Allison is a guy that maybe the Redskins could take a look at uh, and see where they're at in, in terms of price, in terms of interest. Um, you know, with a young receiver, I'm sure Green Bay will try and bring him back. I don't know that for absolute sure with a new coaching staff led by Matt LaFleur. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back, finish up the rest of the offense in just a flash right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 188. Thanks for being with us. And don't forget, again, to follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. This is episode number 188. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 188 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for downloading, subscribing, listening, and spread the world, uh, spread the wealth, spread the word, spread the joy, spread whatever you got to spread. Oh, don't don't necessarily do that. You get what I'm saying. Um, episode number 188. We finish up our free agency preview on offense. Just kind of quickly glossing over this because we started, of course, with the Le'Veon Bell possibility, and we just did running back, receiver, quarterback. Let's get to tight end. I think the Redskins need a lot of help here. I, I Again, maybe by the time you listen to this, they'll whack Vernon Davis to create some salary cap room. That's an easy move. Um, yes, they would take on about $1.3 million in dead cap money, uh, but they could ultimately save about $5 million for 
letting the 35-year-old tight end go. Uh, listen, he's a great leader, good in the locker room, all that. He's not a good enough blocker. He doesn't make enough catches and enough plays where you say you have to justify keeping him at that number. So Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis, Jeremy Sprinkle, uh, Manasseh Gardner, Matt Flanagan, J.P. Holtzer, all the guys on the roster Right now, Garner was hurt during training camp, missed all of last year. Flanagan and uh, J.P. Holtz kind of caught on. Holtz was a good player for them in the preseason. Eventually, they got him back uh, after cutting him. Uh, So, again, they should create plenty of room because of the Vernon Davis situation. Here's what I would do. The Redskins should identify a couple of really good blocking options and in because that has been a weakness for years now. Jesse James, 25-year-old from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, look, he's not great, great, great in blocking. Pro Football Focus gave him a 64 out of 100 last year. Uh, but I think he's a good enough young receiver and a good enough blocker that it's certainly an upgrade. James O'Shaughnessy, 27 years old, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, again, a better run blocker than a pass blocker, according to ProFootballFocus.com in their premium subscription package. A 71.5 out of 100 in, again, terms of uh, run blocking. Certainly an upgrade over what the Redskins have. So James O'Shaughnessy is one of those guys. Uh, and I... Nick Boyle was brought back by the Baltimore Ravens. He was another guy that I kind of thought of. So I would probably tend to, again, look at one of those two guys that we just mentioned. Uh, maybe there's you know one or two other guys uh, that the Redskins could be interested in that could help them in terms of inline blocking. But certainly that would be the focus that I would have if I'm Washington in that regard. Offensive tackle. Uh, this is interesting because, again, we mentioned earlier in the episode, Ty Anseki, an underrated, undervalued free agent. I think they should try and bring Ty Anseki back. He plays left tackle, right tackle, guard. He's a better left tackle than a right tackle, all of that. You know, here's the problem. Again, he'll be 34 years old. So how much money, how long, I, I, that I don't know. That's out of my control. But here's what I know. Jaron Christian, not ready, was beat, banged up midway through last year. Uh, Morgan Moses, always rolling around on the floor, always banged up. We know Trent Williams not going to play 16 games, always limping through something. So to me, you have to have some versatility and some veteran versatility and some depth. Now, if they choose not to bring back Ty Inseki, which my guess would be, my guess would be he's going to get more interest and, and money somewhere else. You could look at a guy like Cameron Fleming, 27 years old. He was with New England, uh, with Dallas last year. Pretty decent run blocker. Uh, Maybe he's gotten a little bit better in pass protection. Bobby Hart, a guy who started with the Giants, wasn't very good, quite honestly. Developed into a full-time guy with the Bengals in 2018. He's only 25 years old. Josh Wells, Jacksonville, uh, he's 28 years old. Um, played some left tackle, can play on the right side. Those would be three guys that I would look at that probably aren't going to cost you a whole lot of money who are significantly cheaper than, uh, I should say, significantly younger than Ty Inseki. And just finishing up the offense, and this is uh, the guard and center position. And by the way, a lot of this stuff uh, and the notes that I'm kind of using here, I wrote for Warpath Magazine, which you can get a subscription to. Uh, it's a great publication if you're a diehard Redskins fan. Still a newspaper-style magazine, so I'd highly suggest it. Um, you know, of course, you have Brandon Sheriff, Tyler Catalina, who was banged up all last year and on IR. 
You have Kyle Fuller. You have Chase Roulier, who played every snap last year at both center and left guard. Sean Laval, Jonathan Cooper, Ari Kwanjo, Tony Bergstrom, Zach Kieran, all free agents. Who should they bring back? Well, you know, probably a guy like Bergstrom just because he's versatile enough. He can play center. He can play right guard. Uh, he's 33, I want to say. He's not going to cost you any money. Who could they attack? Who could they kind of seek out? A guy like A.J. Khan from Jacksonville is a guy that jumps out to me. Um, you know, he he he. He's played over 4,000 snaps over his first four years. Uh, he's mostly a right guard, so again, he would have to probably, you know, kind of play left guard here, but you can't say for sure that he won't play right guard because what if Brandon Sheriff is not ready? What if Brandon Sheriff gets hurt? Again, the Redskins kind of need somebody to start at left guard. Uh, I don't know how they would feel about flipping somebody from right guard to left guard, but it can't be the hardest thing to do, uh, especially when you have absolutely no answer at that position. Another guy, and again, you have to always be restricted, uh, be careful with restricted free agents, is Ted Karras. He's a restricted free agent from the New England Patriots. Um, he only played 174 uh, snaps for the Patriots last year, but he played at right guard center and even at left tackle for one play, according to Pro Football Focus. Clearly versatile, uh, young, pretty good, both pass and run blocking, according to Pro Football Focus Premium. So uh, he seems to be a player on the rise at only 26 years old, but again, is restricted. Certainly you can't get any worse than the Redskins were at the left guard situation. All right, we will have more on the defense and any late news and updates for you on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. For now, we have to get out of here. It is episode number 188. A lot that we covered here, mostly on offense, all the Le'Veon Bell stuff to Sean Jackson, all of that good stuff. Thanks for being with us right here. Episode number 188 of the Locked on Redskins, the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. And again, back just as soon as we can right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.